thankful to uh, stand again <clears throat> and um, uh, continue our series called, titled, Living Faithfully, Living Faithfully. Um, I pray by now that if you've been um, engaging and, and uh, involved in the series, you recognize that some of the things that this uh, early um, group of Hebrew Christians have been experiencing are some of the same things that we've been experiencing, <laughs> some of the same challenges that they have, um, some of the same questions, some of the same hardships, um, and we're, we're left with uh, some of the same options that they have. Uh, draw near to God or draw back. Those are, only, those are the only two options, right? Wrong. There's only one option. Ah, set you up. Draw near to God is the only option. Amen? Amen, amen. Um, we're going to open up. We're going to go back to Hebrews chapter 11. Back to Hebrews chapter 11. We've been moving through Hebrews chapter 11. Um, and, and just remember, this series, uh, uh, Living Faithfully, it calls us into actively and boldly living out the faith that we profess with endurance. With endurance. Uh, many people can get off to a good start, but it's the endurance that, 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 that matters, right? Um, Hebrews chapter 11, and I'm going to begin reading at verse 17. Hebrews chapter 11, I'll begin reading at verse 17. It says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. By faith, Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau. By faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. Concerning his bones. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you uh, for the record of your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, for the record of your faithfulness in Scripture, in the lives of the patriarchs and the, and the saints that have gone on before us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the record of your faithfulness in our own lives, in our own memories. Uh, Lord, if we are honest, we know you've been faithful. And we thank you, Lord. Uh, we thank you for the measure of faith that you've given us. Pray now, Lord, that your presence and uh, your spirit will prevail in this room, in our hearts, our minds, and our ears. Um, allow us to receive, Lord. I ask for fresh anointing to, to preach and anointing to receive your word. I ask, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, as you are my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. There, over, the, over these past 
uh, four months, uh, we, we've been forced to consider uh, death in, in various ways as a nation. It's, it's kind of been before us, you know, uh, from the publicized uh, murders of, of George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery to the many lives lost due to the pandemic that we're currently under. It, it, it seems to be just there kind of at every turn, like almost unavoidable. Just in the last three days, I've been brought news of three deaths uh, as early as 8 o'clock this morning. Uh, it just seems to just, just be there, and, it, and, it, and it, it, it has a way of bringing about a heaviness. But, you know, people, people have responded in, in various ways, though, to the losses that have been taking place. Um, some have become fearful. Some have become angry. And, and others have, have chosen to act like nothing is actually happening. It's nothing going on. Uh, in spite of how we're impacted or, or react uh, uh, to the current times and the current uh, uh, circumstances, the truth remains that unless the rapture happens, each of us will have to personally face death at some point. Uh, um, the, the scripture today, though, it, it reassures us that settled, a settled Enduring faith in God will transcend death. Settled, enduring faith in God will transcend death. It, 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 it encourages us. It, it, it pushes us to have uh, an undying faith. An undying faith. That's the title of the message today. An undying faith. Um, just as a, a quick back drop to the book of Hebrews. This, the, the writer of, of Hebrews has been challenging the readers so far to recognize the superiority of faith in Jesus Christ to, to any human attempt at connecting with or being right before God. Jesus is the superior way. Um, uh, wanting to encourage this weary group of believers to endure in the faith and not draw back in the 11th chapter, uh, he holds up faithful examples from their past, um, the patriarchs. The patriarchs that are highlighted in the text today, they demonstrate faith in God's promises in the face of and even beyond death. What kind of faith is that? It's an undying faith. Um, and in case people are prone to drift off the sermon, if I shrunk it into a sentence, it would say, not even death can prevent the faithful from obtaining the promises of God. Not even death can prevent the faithful from obtaining the promises of God. Listen, it says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. Um, the, the, the writer, the, the, the preacher of Hebrew, you know, is written in a, in a sermonic form, uh, uh, continues through the book of Genesis where he's he left off, um, pointing to the ultimate example uh, of Abraham's faith. For more context, let's, let's, let, me just, let me just read some of the verses that he, that he pulls from in Genesis. Let me, let me share. You just listen and follow along. In Genesis 22, uh, he says, verse 1, he says, 
After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here am I. He said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. Skip to verse 9. It says, when they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. Uh, just like last week, we, we see this, this radical obedience from Abraham that's, that's classified as by faith. Um, it, it seemed that, as, to me, his faith would have been already proved uh, when, he, when he had picked up and, and left everything and, and he went out traveling to a place that he didn't know at the word of God. <clears throat> it seemed like God would have said, yeah, he's the one. It's, it's, I, I see it now. Uh, uh, my wife thought I was going to mention last week about how God called us and we picked up and left everything and came to a place that he would show us, a place that we did not know. Amen. 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 Uh, that's another sermon, though, for another time. We, we need to, I, I'm no Abraham. Look, we, we, we learn here from Abraham um, a few important lessons about faith and watching the life of Abraham, though. Uh, we learn uh, from this that, that faith's not a single act. It's a lifelong journey expressed in obedience to the Lord. Um, it's full of highs and lows. Uh, faith is climbing, but it's climbing like this. Yeah, you, you, you know what I mean? Um, uh, uh, faith placed in the Lord becomes evident over a person's lifetime, not what they said one time, right? Another critical lesson that, that uh, uh, we, should, we should learn here is that along the journey of our lives with God, faith will be tested. Um, it, imagine how simple school would be, or simple it would be to get your diploma or your degree if all you had to do is show up and listen to the lesson and nod your head, and then after so much time, they just give you the, the diploma degree. No test. No test. In the school of faith, in God's school, there will be tests. Um, uh, not, not long before God called Abraham to this particular testing, uh, he, he had made him do some other hard things. Um, if you read the story back in Genesis 16, that was the homework, um, uh, you, you know that Abraham and Sarah got impatient and decided to help God out with their promised child by having a surrogate named Hagar. Uh, 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 don't look at Abraham and Sarah like that. You, you, 
you, you know what, you act like you never tried to help God out when he's taking too long with what you think he was promising you. Um, but things, just like with us, things went wrong quickly, right? As soon as the child was on the way, Sarah knew this thing was a mistake. Uh, she, she had issues with Hagar, who was carrying Abraham's first son, Ishmael. Um, uh, God then steps in, and he reaffirms that the, the promise was a child to be born from Abraham and Sarah. And, and, and so then after some 13 years of wrapping their minds around what God said, by faith, according to his word, they have Isaac. So, so Isaac is on the scene. And, and when he arrives, Sarah now sees clearly uh, that, that God's plan was always for Isaac alone to carry on the promise. So she tells Abraham to send Ishmael and Hagar out of here. Um, God confirms uh, to a, a, a disheartened, upset Abraham that the promised offspring would be through Isaac. And he tells him to listen to his wife and send them away. And as much as it hurt Abraham, he listened and he, and he sent them out. Um, that was his son. And it's then, after letting Ishmael go, that God calls Abraham to offer up Isaac. Uh, within this, within this, this context, both the magnitude of the test and, and Abraham's faith are, are on display. Um, he's, if you would, put all of his eggs in one basket. Uh, um, that's, that's, that's what parents of only children do. Uh, um, God, God not only calls Isaac his only son, but also calls him the one that he loves. Uh, we can't lose the humanity um, even though Ishmael was alive, God didn't make a mistake calling Isaac Abraham's only son. Uh, uh, the, the meaning of the word uh, used here for only um, in the original language, it, it represents quality more than quantity. It, it means unique, one of a kind, radically distinctive and without equal in category. I like that. Uh, uh, in fact, it's the same word used to describe Jesus' relationship to the Father in John 3.16. When he so loved the world that he gave his only, it was his unique, his, his one-of-a-kind, his without-equaling category, begotten son. Here it, it points to the fact that even though Ishmael was born, Isaac was the only avenue for the promises to travel. No matter, no matter what any other religious groups might claim, you may hear something different. Uh, God makes it plain in Genesis chapter 17 that through Isaac and his offspring only will God's covenant promises be fulfilled. Uh, there, there's a channel that God wants his promise to flow through. So, so for all intents and purposes, it sounds like, I'm, 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 let's back it up, it sounds like God was asking Abraham to give up on the promise when he directed him to offer up Isaac. Um, you know, when God requires things of you, this, it's always going to make sense to you, right? I'm just checking if you're woke. Uh, not only would Isaac's death logically stop the flow of the promise for Abraham, 
Abraham loved Isaac. He waited 25 years for him to be born. He delighted in having him, uh, this, 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 this son in his old age, to bounce on his knee. Isaac was his laughter. That's what his name means. But now, after traveling with him to the mountain directed by God, after putting stones and wood in place for the altar, Abraham, with a knife of slaughter in his hand, looks down at his beloved son Isaac. He then lets go of this son who's now a young man who, who trustingly allowed his father to bind him and lie him on the altar as a burnt offering. It's important that he was a burnt, uh, uh, supposed to offer a burnt offering because the burnt offering was a complete offering. Uh, it's not one where parts are shared with God and then parts are shared with you, but everything completely given up to God, a burnt offering. Can you imagine the pain of Abraham? Can you imagine the sacrifice God called him to? We learn here another lesson that at, at, at some point the testing of faith will require sacrifice. It, it'll require, I'm not talking about inconvenience. I'm not talking about having to come early and set up chairs. I'm not, I'm not talking about uh, not, the worship leader not singing your favorite song. I'm, I'm, talking, about, I'm talking about sacrifice. I mean, the releasing, the letting go of something that you cherish. Uh, uh, your, your, maybe your home, uh, your, your plans, your, your dreams, maybe your, your, your children. Um, completely turn over to God to do whatever he wants. Sacrifice, it will cost you something. The test will cost you something. I hear uh, Jesus in Mark chapter 8 and verse 34 calling out to anyone who would come after him, follow after him in faith, uh, that they, they need uh, to be sacrificing. They need to sacrifice, to lose, to let go of their most cherished possessions their most cherished possession, <laughs> their own life. Jesus says, you're going to come, lose it. Sacrifice. We'll get back to that. Abraham was willing to let go of his precious son in obedience to the Lord. This is the kind of faith demonstrated by Abraham that God wanted on display for his people to follow after. To have as an example, the, the writer of Hebrews commends this type of faith to the readers. And then he reminds them here, though, that the true power of Abraham's faith is, is, is in the object of his faith, though. Uh, uh, it wasn't something that Abraham was able to just muster out of the strength. It was the object of his faith. It says in 19, he considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which figurative Figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. Abraham considered death a non-issue for God. That the, that the promise of God, his word, was more powerful than even death. Uh, 
Amen. We, we, we hear, we hear a, a, a hint of Abraham's faithful mindset in Genesis 22 and 5 when he expresses to the young men that were with him that he and Isaac would go and worship and that they would come back again. Plural. Um, uh, he, he said that when he knew that no burnt offerings ever returned from the altar, uh, the, the amazing thing about his thinking is, is that uh, there had been no record of anyone being raised from the dead at this point. Up, up, up to this point, everyone who died stayed dead. The prophets Elijah and Elisha hadn't been born yet. They hadn't raised the uh, children from the dead. Uh, uh, um, Abraham hadn't, uh, he hadn't read the Gospels where Jesus would uh, raise the widow's son in name and, or, or, or tell a little girl, Tabitha Kume, to rise. Little girl, I say arise. But, but somehow by faith, he believed God's promise, that God was able, uh, God, God's promise would continue to be carried out even if Isaac was offered up to him. He considered God was able. Is there anybody that considers God to be able? Uh, the, the word here, the word here translated as considered, um, because some people think faith is mindless. It's just a, you know, it's a thing that unintelligent people do and have, right? But this word considered here, it's, it's a thoughtful word, and it, 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 it's a word, though, that's used to represent only used to represent reality. This word considered only represents things that, it, this word considered means two plus two equals four. Abraham considered. Abraham was settled on the fact that God was able to overcome even death. The writer explains that in a sense, it was like Abraham received Isaac back from the dead. We just read in 20, uh, Genesis 22 and 10 that Abraham was in the act of offering his son through whatever pain and confusion he was feeling. Uh, uh, he forfeited his claim to Isaac's life. Didn't matter how long he waited for him, how much he loved him. Uh, and he had given him up to the Lord. Isaac was as good as sacrifice. If it hadn't been for the Lord stepping in and calling out to Abraham to stop, he would have physically, physically completed what he had already concluded in his heart. He had concluded that he was going to be obedient to God. So even though he had given him up, Abraham received the life of Isaac back from the Lord that day. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't a physical resurrection, but it, it sets the stage for things to come. Uh, 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 the, 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 the writer now holds up snapshots. He goes on um, holding up snapshots of, of, of other patriarchs. You know, if we, if we kept reading, though, in, in Genesis 22 and 13, we see that God provided uh, at the time of that sacrifice a ram uh, to sacrifice as a substitute for Isaac. And, and, and again, God providing his own sacrifice is setting the stage for things to come. But the, the, the writer um, wants to progress through these snapshots of faith of the patriarch. And he wants to look at their undying faith, uh, they, their faith that looks beyond death to the fulfillment of the promises. Uh, he, he holds them up. He says, by faith, Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau. Abraham's son, Isaac, who remembered how the Lord had saved his life. 
uh, preserving him when he was bound and, and offered up a sacrifice. He had faith in the Lord to fulfill his promises. Uh, he, he had watched his father, Isaac had watched his father Abraham uh, operate obediently by faith. Even though Abraham would die, in Genesis 26, the Lord spoke the promises then over Isaac because of his father Abraham's obedience, God said. In that, in that faith, Isaac prayed for his wife when she was barren, and, and God allowed her to conceive not just one child, but twins. Have mercy. And, 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 and even from the, from the womb, they were at each other's throats. <laughs> Uh, God has spoken to uh, Rebecca, their mother, um, that, that they become two nations uh, with the older serving the younger. Uh, and then the younger earned his, the name Jacob, the name Cheater, the name Hill Catcher by grabbing his brother Esau's heel as they were on the way to be born. <laughs> now, we won't get into all of Jacob's life here because that, that's, that's another sermon for another time. Uh, but you got to read it. I can't make this stuff up. But, 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 but we, I will say it, it was his, his cheating that swindled the birthright from his brother, his older brother Esau. And later, with the help of mom, <laughs> he took the blessing that Isaac, his father, had intended for his older brother Esau. Can you see what's happening here? <laughs> Isaac had favored Esau, but the Lord had determined that the younger brother would be the one to carry the promise of Abraham and Isaac. God says so. So when he was uh, growing old and, and going blind, Isaac, he wanted to be sure to pass on the blessings of the promise before he died. To each one of his sons, he spoke what would become of their lives according to the word of the Lord, even when he didn't realize that he was blessing one son and thinking that it was another son. He blessed them according to the word of the Lord with, with the blessings of Abraham now falling onto Jacob. Even facing the end of their earthly journeys, the, these patriarchs, they continue by faith to speak the blessings of God that reach beyond the grave. Uh, even on their way out, by, it says, by faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. Uh, can you picture Jacob now old and, and worn from all his journeys and his traveling? They're bowing. The, the writer fast forwards to the end of Jacob's life with, with no mention, though, of, it, of his missteps or his failures. He focuses on his faith. At the end of the day, the, the faith that he has now at the end of his journey, when, when everything was all said and done, Jacob continues a pattern of believing and blessing that was received from his father and his grandfather. Uh, listen, listen to his words. Let's just drop and listen to his words. It says, and he blessed Joseph and said, this is Jacob, the God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked. The God who has been my shepherd all my life long to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the boys. And in them, let my name be carried on. In the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. 
He blessed them, describing this scene here in Genesis 48. The writer of Hebrews picks up some of, of Jacob's last words there in Egypt. He's there in Egypt with his son Joseph and his own grandchildren now, Ephraim and Manasseh. Leaning over his staff, honoring God, he declares with a deep, confident conviction, faith that God would allow the sons of Joseph to carry on the names of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That they'd be growing into a multitude that the Lord had promised to each of them and becoming the prototype for what it means to be blessed by the Lord. People would look at them and say, that's what God can do. He went on to bless all his sons. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Jacob would have 12 sons, and he went on to bless all his sons before, um, and the scripture says, he blessed them, and then he drew his feet up into his bed, and he laid back, and he died after he blessed them. Lastly, Joseph demonstrates an undying faith. It says, by faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. When it came time for Joseph to die, in, in, the, in the contemplation of all that God had done uh, 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 with him and through him, he remembered the promise God had made to his fathers. Uh, the, the writer could have written an, uh, an entire chapter just on what Joseph displayed faithfully in his life, but here he just snapshots to the end. Um, but this is what Joseph remembered. Back in Genesis 15, we hear the Lord's promise that Abraham's offspring would both sojourn and serve, become captives in a strange land. And then after being afflicted there for 400 years, the Lord proclaimed he would bring them back into the land of Canaan. Joseph doesn't uh, panic when he remembers uh, 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 the, that, the, the promises. and He doesn't panic when he remembers that hard times will come on his family there in Egypt. He looks through those hard times by faith and speaks to the promised end of those hard times. According to the promise of God, Joseph speaks his closing remarks. Uh, him giving the command to carry his bones out of Egypt when God comes to carry the, his people out of that land. That was his final statement of faith. Although he, he wouldn't be around to see it, Joseph made plans as if he was certain that it was going to take place. Uh, um, they would be a nation, and God would bring them into the land of promise. All of them, at the end of their days, all these patriarchs passed on the blessings of a tested, undying faith to those promised by God to come after them. Uh, what, what are we passing on by faith to those promised to come after us? By faith, these first readers and anyone else found in Christ are a part of God's promise. 
we should live with the same undying faith to the end. And that faith, it should be something that could be looked at. Something that can almost be touched by someone else. Does our faith demonstrate or declare something of God's future work? I'm, I, let me say it this way. Are we living like God is going to do what he said he's going to do? Uh, uh, when, when, pe- when people see us, do they get a jump start on what the Bible says? Um, another question is, 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 is our faith alive enough to give us the strength to sacrifice what's dear to us? Um, uh, uh, Heinrich Huber, he's a, a German theologian. He said, faith makes us strong to offer up that which is dearest to us. Do we, do we hold that kind of living faith that'll let go and let God that kind of that kind of faith that that'll say uh, I want but God says I think but God says this is the faith that that we're called to um we have parents and, and, and grandparents here and surrogate parents and aunts and uncles. There's something that we are to be passing on. Uh, we, we can't hear about, uh, you know, no more talk about lost generations. There's something that we are to be passing on, but we, we, have, to, we have to live it to pass it. We have to live it to pass it. I, I, was, I was reminded of my, uh, my, my grandmother uh, who used to pray for me earnestly because <laughs> I was so special. Uh, 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 and, that, and that when I, we lived together when I was in high school and, and how when I was in high school, she would, um, uh, on, on my way, uh, leaving off of the porch to, go, to head to school, she would, she would yell out, be good. Uh, okay, Grandma, learn something. Uh, Come back and teach me something. Um, they, they weren't re- as much request as they were her speaking her hope for me as I left out into a dangerous place. Um, and after her dying, years later, after standing at the door praying with my own child, before she would go off to school, I would grab her and hug her tight. And I would, I would add to that blessing of hope my grandmother would speak over me. I would say, listen to God. Be good. Treat other people the way you want to be treated. Learn something. Have fun. I would speak to her total being. And then uh, one day, Lord be willing, after, after I'm gone. She'll speak to her children, and, and, and the faith will continue, undying, undying, undying. Amen. 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 Undying faith. And we can, we can have that undying faith because of the, the scripture that was read. 
about Jesus and what he, what he had done. Uh, when he knew that the burnt offerings and the sacrifices wouldn't be enough, he said, get a body ready for me. I'll go. I'll get them back. And he came. He lived perfectly. He walked out. Faith personified and called us to himself to live that life that um, God desires for us. Life reconnected to him. Let's pray. Father, let your word be rooted in our hearts, growing in our spirits, and overcome our flesh forever. Let it not be, Lord, just a time of nodding, uh, assenting, but a time of, Lord, um, commending, receiving, and then living what you call us to. We thank you for this. We thank you for it in, in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for the faith. Amen. Amen. Amen.